0: Well, for me, it's the off-season. I was fortunate enough to train at Cressy Sports Performance. We actually just had him on yesterday on our podcast. He had a a ton of um, advice and thoughts on, you know, training these elite uh, baseball players, specifically pitchers nowadays that throw, everyone throws like 95 plus. When I was in, when I first got called up, if you threw like 93 to 95, that was considered gas. Well, it's like major league average now. (laughs) So, So with that, you know, there's a lot more injuries. So... The best i can say is i mean he just adapts eric does um year in and year out um he knew my body better than i did so in the off season i took it a upon myself but you know through his you know studies and what he thought i needed the most i took it seriously to be able to um, push myself to endure a uh, 162 game season i mean it's six Mm -hmm. months of actually longer than that was spring training of baseball Mm -hmm. every day so if you know those guys that don't push themselves in the off season and have the correct you know training to help get their body moving the right way to prevent injury or give yourself the best possibility to prevent injury um you know that's that's on them so uh so in the off season there and then i won't without mentioning any teams um a re- more recent team you can put together <laughs> uh they they took account of our workload um, especially as relief pitchers and then Then you talk about, you know, when you wanted to train and stuff like that. And so relief pitchers are a lot different than starting pitchers. I'm sure we'll get into that later. But um, one of the recent teams I played for had a great, um, you know, setup for that.
1: And as you talk about the relief pitchers, one of my buddies, um, and he's, you know, he's our age too. His friend worked for, what are your former teams, the uh, Cardinals. And he said that if somebody was – they threw x number of pitches as a relief pitcher they would then it was like hey today's a high day they already hit what they had to do they're not going to pitch the next day they would go in and lift after they'd done throwing like is that a realistic world and if so what did those lifts look like for our members that are like hey that's the world i'm living in like i got to do a good job for these guys
0: yeah so you gotta i mean it's across the board right so i was more I'll just. Uh, who cares if I name the teams? It's the the Nationals last year were phenomenal with it, and the Angels are really good too. Um, and uh, if like let's say I threw two days in a row, my workload was through the Louvre. I was in the yellow to red category for being available the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, I typically want to make sure I lift that night. Um, so everyone's different. We had one guy on the team that would lift almost every day and run like crazy and just like honestly wear himself out. <laughs> it seemed like, but he was a machine. He's able to do it, eat like five thousand calories a day. Um, but for me, I don't think that's sustainable for that long of a year. I love the work ethic, but, um, I personally like to train after the game to give myself the most, um, to save every bullet, you know, per se for my outings. So I wanted to be as fresh mm-hmm. as I could for the game and then just lift afterwards. So I was used to lifting at 10, 11 at night at times. Uh, other guys, other guys like to lift before the game to get their body going. Um, there's some you know, scientific evidence, I think that says it produces some testosterone or something like that, and naturally in your body to, to get it going. And uh, I I didn't like it. I felt like my legs felt like jelly when I was, you know, trying to pitch in a game. I didn't want to do that. So everyone's different. And as a strength coach, I think you got to realize that. And at the professional level, um, it's hard to tell guys what they need to do every single day. A lot of guys come in Mm. prepared. It's the ones that have no clue that just kind of float around and pitch or play off their God-given ability that hmm. you need to like to manage their workload more, get them in the gym and not be lazy or so, and so on the force. And believe it or not, there's people like that out there.
1: How about when you were on the road though? Because, you know, that's all fine and dandy when you're at home. But if you're on the road, do you have the ability? Because we might have like with our college, um, we have a, a big amount of college baseball strength coaches, but we do have some professional ones and just on the show two weeks ago, um, is it conducive to be able to do all of that on the road too, just because you talk, I mean, 80 or 81 of the games are on the road all the time, right?
0: Yeah, totally. Um, and every, every place we go to on the road that they have a weight room on the, on the visiting side. Now it could be the size of a closet or it could be like immaculate. Like you just depends on where you play. <laughs> so, but they are getting better. They really emphasize that over the last five years because at times, like, let's say you play in. Wrigley Field before they did the renovations as -hmm. a visitor we'd walk over to the home side and lift in their tiny little weight room they had you know, like again it was small before they did all this old stadium and it was so awkward like let's say you you won the game and you punched out the dude that's standing next to you doing like squats it's just like hey man how's it going you know they do (laughs) not want to see you in there so uh, Major League Baseball did you know in the Players Association they Put together a plan to make sure there's a weight room on it on the visiting side as well so you can still get your work in no problem um but for me personally i had my own uh, regimen i like to do and i'd communicate it with the strength coaches they'd approve of it and i'd work lower body one day upper body the next day two to three days off depending on my workload do it all over again for the whole season because i know you never know as a relief pitcher when you're going to pitch so mm. i just wanted to make sure i get in
1: there for For our strength coaches out there, they're like, okay, that's, that's fine and dandy. How did they go about, like, how do you manage, because I haven't done it, how do you manage like actually being able to cycle all of the different exercises? So like you said, you're not just doing SOS when you're playing all the time. Like, how do you continue to adapt without it being just boring and monotonous?
0: Oh, it's boring and monotonous at times. (laughs)
1: Let's be
0: honest. Um, (laughs) But I mean, if you're driven to, I mean, look, when you're in a season, I'm not lifting to get stronger, I'm lifting to maintain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing I want to do is to like, push myself after again, a, a heavy workload as a relief pitcher, I, you know, I, me personally, I threw quite a bit, um, and then blow something out in the weight room, I'm just trying to maintain, you know, what I what I did in the off season, Um, to and carry that throughout the whole year, so I'm, I don't break down. And so As a reliever, I feel like that's kind of the the protocol. Like you just lift to maintain a starter could get away with a little bit more. Taking
1: a quick break from the show, everybody. Promises will take less than 15 seconds. Friendly reminder, go ahead, hit that subscribe button below. It helps us out and it helps you out by being notified whenever we have new content come out. So hit that subscribe button. And with this, let's get back to the
0: show. They might, they'll throw one day and they have five days off before their next start, four or five days. And so they have a different regimen. You know, they'll take the first day off They'll lift heavy, maybe their second day of recovery. That that same day, they also have a bullpen like a touch field to work on their stuff, and then they have you know two or three more days off, you know, to do whatever they need to do. So they have a set schedule. Relievers are kind of all over the map. So again, you just got to know your player and their role, um, and so yeah, it's, it it can be difficult. But strength coaches in the big leagues, they have you know nowadays especially. Um, because strength and conditioning, strength training in general, has gotten more specific to each pl- uh, player.
1: And mm-hmm. so it's just a lot better than it used to be. You know, guys are figuring it out. And you continue to talk about the offseason and how important that is. Are you considering spring training part of the offseason where you guys are starting to build it? Or it's like, hey, no, I'm talking the month's the months that were away, whether it be November, December, January, before everybody starts to report, because you guys yeah. all used to report earlier too, right? Correct.
0: So I'm talking about like, all right, the season's over. I, I take one to two weeks off from the weight room, ideally. Later on in my career, I took a little bit longer as an old man. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> one to two weeks off, and then I'm back in the weight room um, and I'm pushing myself pretty hard for the next however months it is till spring training. When spring training hits, for me again like i'm starting to i'm still lifting heavy but slowly tapering back because now my workload's getting bigger i'm throwing a bullpen every other day and then uh when games hit i'm throwing you know i'm trying to get my body acclimated so i'm to uh you know 162 game season and potentially pitching three out of uh five days and or four out of seven you know those are those that's a lot you know for a whole year
1: and so hundred percent and if going back you know we're still staying within training a baseball player but thinking back to when you first broke into the league and thinking back to college, I wasn't aware of just how often you guys are playing baseball all the time like you essentially yeah. have August off that's it right like in college mm-hmm. like how do you handle that to make sure you don't wear out too because it sounds like okay cool you're in the pros you're playing for a while, then you have time to get away. You have time to build your foundation of strength, but when you're just playing baseball all the time, like how do you make time to do that in college? Yeah.
0: Oh, in college ball. Um,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Like how does that, like the college strength coach, how do you handle that? Cause we talked about the pros, but like now within mm-hmm. the college world, how do you handle that?
0: I think college is a, a whole different animal because I mean, you're not playing games in the fall though. You're scrimmaging and practicing maybe, but true. Th- that's the, that's the time or especially in the summer, um where you you need to start getting stronger and that's what i i learned later on in my college career is um you know in the summertime i didn't lift as much because i was playing summer ball and i wish i would have taken more time to train and get stronger and um and then yeah work on my craft of course but not play as many games and um i wish i took the summers a little bit more seriously in terms of you know building a better foundation but in the fall man like our our college would it beat the daylights out of us you know we'd be in the weight room and running every day pretty much and um for me it was I've, it was eye-opening my freshman year i was <laughs> I came in throwing like 84 tops and uh, all of a sudden you put some weight on me and and uh you know keep me up uh, and you know me in high school i was like a newborn deer running around well now i'm doing agility work lifting weights like running my like you know running my legs off and i came in the next year i topped out at 95. oh wow uh, after my freshman year and it's because i never lifted really in high school or pushed myself the most running i did was with you know coach Lundberg in basketball. So I was just so underdeveloped, man. And so I that's where I, I think I hit my strides with that fall is when the team pushes you in the weight room and uh, with the agility work and the strength and the conditioning aspect for sure.
1: That's interesting to hear because, you know, I, I actually I, until I got to Towson and I was around baseball and then my buddy um Justin who was at Illinois, now he's down at College Park, but he was he was the guy that was running the baseball team and I mean they got after it like they lifted heavy as heck and i started to do my research and it's like baseball teams like they they get after it it's not kind of this just uh at least in college where it wasn't this notion of like oh we're gonna do uh heavy bat swings or heavy baseball throws like they're they're lifting and getting after it
0: yeah especially nowadays um i think um with a revolution of sports specific training and especially in baseball, like colleges have now hired, you know, strength and conditioning coaches that are familiar with that aspect and, and what the you know, ball player goes through. And, and so more and more, I mean, I, I was at a D two school, the D two level, maybe not as much. Our head coach is also the strength coach typically, and but he does all his research. But I mean, you gotta realize like he has one set program. He runs out to a position player and a set program runs out to his pitchers and just get after it. I'm sure it's how it goes. That's how it was when I was there. So Nowadays, at like the D1 level, like it's a lot more specific from what I'm gathering. And a lot of times when I'm training in the off season and college kids come in for like, let's say Christmas break. I mean, they have they're super strong, man. I mean, they're outlifting a lot of the pro guys. I mean, it's it's incredible. Then um, that attributes to, you know, the level of play they're at too. everyone's throwing, like I said, 95 plus and hitting bombs left and right. So.